0: Hello and welcome to D2C Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Dick. In today's episode, we're exploring the world of recurring revenue, diving deep into the secrets of successful subscription models with two industry leaders, Nirav Sheth from Anada and Lindy Cray from ReCharge. Nirav, CEO and founder of Anada, has been instrumental in elevating brands like Dollar Shave Club and Athletic Greens. His company excels in guiding mid-market and enterprise D2C brands to success with their specialized digital teams and strategic insights. And alongside Nirav, we have Lindy Cray, VP of Strategic Alliances at ReCharge, and e-commerce giant that's revolutionized customer retention and growth for over 20,000 brands, generating a staggering $20 billion in revenue processed. Today, we're going to gain insights on how membership is evolving beyond the traditional subscribe and save model, adding more value for customers, the strategies behind major subscription players with exclusive tips from Nirav and Lindy's extensive experience, effective ways to boost your subscription revenue, especially during the Black Friday Cyber Monday season, a glimpse into the future of subscriptions as we head into 2024. Plus for detailed benchmarks from top subscription brands, don't miss Anata's subscription benchmark report, which you can find a link to in the show notes. Get ready for an insightful journey and learn why you should stop calling your subscription program a subscription program and start calling it a membership program. On with the show.
1: start things off by changing the word from subscribers to members. What should they get for being a member? How can they feel a part of a VIP club that you can create for them? Can members have a concierge? Can they get special access to things that they really couldn't before that? Product drops and discounted pricing. Who has some of the most amazing retention programs out there? One of them is American Express, and another one is Sephora. One of them selling a credit card with an annual fee, the other one selling beauty products. And what makes their subscriptions feel special is the amount of love and energy and value they put into each and every one of their programs. They treat customers uniquely and make them feel like they're part of a club. Subscribing to a product is just a starting point, a starting point to real customer loyalty.
0: Rav, Lindy, welcome to the D2C podcast. I am excited to talk about subscription. I feel like we haven't talked about it in a little while, and I know it's a super hot topic in the industry. Let's start with some of the biggest mistakes that we see brands make with their subscription program.
1: Yeah, it's a great question, Eric, and thanks for having me, first and foremost, and, and Lindy as well. The biggest mistake I see is when brands just add a subscribe and save on their product detail page and think they're done. There's so much more to it. This is what differentiates a large scale D2C brand like AG1 and Dollar Shave Club from the rest of the pack. See, subscribe and save is now table stakes. So what, what do you have to do in order to really keep deep value to your customers? What do you have to what do you have to provide? And I have a couple of different ideas, Eric, that I want to share, share with the audience. One, you have to create a membership program tied into loyalty. So the subscription component is just a vehicle into becoming a member of the brand. And that membership you get access to like incredible things like maybe product drops, VIP access to events, free shipping on all future orders. Think of things like that. I see brands like Four Sigmatic, uh, which is a joint client of Anada and Recharge, and Grove Collaborative doing just this. They think of things as more of a membership program versus just a subscribe and save. The second thing that I want to add into the mix is just giving free, like I've seen brands be able to give free access to consultation and coaching. So this works really well for like CPG brands, uh, like diagnostic companies, wellness companies that are not just looking to sell a product, but actually make a pivotal piece in someone's own health journey and their daily routines. So brands like Thesis Nootropics, which is also a joint client of ours, offers this and it's such an amazing value. Imagine being able to get like free coaching and say, hey, come join up for our coaching just because you're a member. And the third and last thing that I think That's really helpful that brands could be doing right now is adding some form of access to personalized recommendations from experts. Um, There's a brand that we work with called Trade Coffee that has on staff baristas like on staff to create taste profiles for the consumers so then go through their best at-home coffee brewing experience that they can get and that only comes with membership and so you can't see this as like a one size fits all strategy what's going to be working for one brand might not work for yours but you got to think about what can you do to add value to them and make them really become a member not just a subscriber because if that value far exceeds the cost, you're going to get this really amazing subscription-led brand and like create a really awesome program for yourself.
0: I think that's a uh, great insight. Even just, I think with e-commerce, you've got all these apps that can do all these different things. And so there is this feeling sometimes that you just be like, oh, I should do that. I'll add that on. But not really thinking about it in this like holistic sense, shifting the mindset from uh, you know, into this idea of membership. It's funny, as you describe it, I'm like, this is like what everyone promised with NFTs, but way easier and without any of the, the the crypto. It's really just like you're getting part of this. And it like really applies to this idea that brands going forward need to invest in their community, need to have that like one-to-one connection. Uh, so it just seems like, yeah, upgrading uh, subscriptions to memberships is is a smart play. Lindy, what else do you see people doing on the subscription side that's really working these days?
2: I think, to Nuram's point, a lot of folks just put subscriptions on their site, or even worse, they're not even thinking about subscriptions. I think we live in a world where we're working with very innovative and disruptive D2C brands, but surprisingly, more and more, we're having conversations with companies that that haven't even considered that that comfy cozy predictable revenue that a membership program brings that is definitely a cushion of recurring revenue that everybody wants and should want to create and that really happens from building that loyal customer base through a membership program just like Nirav said and you do that by really understanding your customer I think you know don't don't look at what everybody else is doing and assume it's gonna work for your customer get to know your customer And consider why did they come to you in the first place? So we at Recharge, we work with a lot of different brands that have values kind of at the base of what they're offering their customers. So when you think about supplements, they're offering a healthier life or like Absolute Collagen is a brand that we work with and their website just definitely makes me think I need to be committing to collagen every day (laughs) because they show real customers who have had real results. Or you think about, uh, you know, we work with Crunch Labs who provides these STEM boxes for kids, right? So when you subscribe to that, you're thinking, I want my kid to really develop this, this love for science. And so always continually going back and understanding what your customer values, why they came to you, and then really building a program and retention around that is really important.
0: I feel this way about right now about BioSteel about about this this beverage that I'm drinking every day. They're actually, they have me uh, right now without the marketing, but just reminding me of like why I did this, why, you know, why I'm drinking two liters of this amazing blue juice, you know, sponsor me twice a day. And I think I'm ready to subscribe. So I think, you know, obviously having that one-to-one connection um inspiring people with why they, you know, came onto your product. What are other ways that you can like delight people in this experience and, and make it so that they don't bounce essentially? Ultimately with subscriptions, you just want to make it sure that they don't leave. What are the most critical aspects to that?
2: It's First, like making them confident about buying into the subscription. So really explaining how the program works and alleviating any fear that they might have that, you know, they're going to be locked in, that they're not going to be able to make changes or they're not going to be able to um, cancel. And so I think, you know, making sure that you're, you're explaining that to them. And native deodorant is a brand that has a really great voice in my opinion. And I love their product as well. Um, But, you know, you see on their website, it explains exactly what's going to happen. And they say, commitment phobes, you're welcome. You can cancel at any time. If you get sick of smelling good, you know it's like cute, it's cheeky, and then you see that through their communications with the customer through the journey. Anything to add there, in
1: Yeah, one of the so one example that I want to bring up was um, a couple of like the enterprise brands that we've had a chance to work with that are are truly subscription first have have done some cool like delight uh, surprise and delight experiences. Uh, one of the ones is AG One. So I know you talk about BioSteel, like you know Athletic Greens is also being drink by a lot of people and they they get it. And when you first go to buy their, their shakes and what you see on their website is just a bunch of packets. You see like travel packs, you see this kind of like powder that you're going to buy. And that's all you see. But what you get when you first get it is completely different. You get this whole box and it's like an Apple S unboxing experience. So you open that first box and you get like this ceramic bowl and the ceramic spoon and you get the powder in a pack and then you get a shaker bottle and you get all these different components and you get little travel packs that you can take on the go on the go. But it's so beautiful and like it's so well done that it sets the tone for how your experience is going to be with them going forward. And I love that. It's like something that you weren't expecting because you didn't see it on the product detail page. You didn't see it on the website. But when you get it, you're like, whoa, like this is really cool. This is so different than what I was expecting.
0: And each one is a touch point.
1: Each one is, is you know, you're
0: literally like helping them build the ritual that will continually remind them why they're doing it in a way, right? And it's, I think it's funny. You have to just be able to find people. It happens to people at different points, but when they finally be like, okay, I'm going to take my health a little bit more seriously, like in the CPG space, like if you, you need an app that can predict when people are going to hit that phase in their life and then be like, okay, they're ready for an $80 a month subscription to uh, to feeling better. Because it actually, because it's working. That's the bottom line is people don't do these things if they don't continue with these rituals but not all rituals, these rituals, if they don't actually see benefits. So I, that must be a part of it as well. How do you, you know, we talk about reminding them about why they did it. What about the role of sort of like, you know, UGC or just sort of like testimonials or how are people using those best in, in subscription flows to kind of keep people around longer or sell them initially?
2: Again, absolute collagen, sharing those customer stories and the the results that they experienced. And what's embedded in a lot of those stories is the amount of time and the commitment that it took to see those results. So just reminding people of the need to stick to the ritual and the length of time that it takes. Um, And then also just making sure that you're identifying through testing and data where a customer might be. So you can look at all of your customers, look at the data and understand when, when are we losing customers? What is that point in time? And to Neurov's point, like surprise and delight them with a gift. Introduce them to a new product within your product portfolio To, you know, combat flavor fatigue, you might be bored of the regular coffee flavor, but we want to introduce you to our mocha flavor, which is our second favorite flavor. And that's you can identify where is that LTV sort of fall off point and where should we really inject something that's going to delight them and kind of bring them back to why they joined us.
0: So in, in, this member, in this concept of membership as subscriptions, it has a lot of different things. We've, we've got uh, loyalty and referrals are kind of in that, in that cloud as well. I'm also just curious about promotions. How should people view promotions to their audience that's already subscribed? In that case, are you trying to get them to expand the subscription? How does it work actually promoting people that are already subscribed?
1: So whatever you have to do, Eric, when you're doing this, is you have to provide value. And it can't be just seen as a promotion just so simply because you want to get that out there, but it has to be shown as an actual value. So whether it's the the recommendation that you're giving. So with Four Sigmatic's, they would do, hey, you're now going on this mushroom journey, but now, hey, this protein might aid along with it. It's not just a promotion to another product. It's something that's actually being of value to to that consumer. Uh, or even through content education. Like going back to Lindy, what you had mentioned about how can we continue to send emails and text messages that are not just purely promotion-based, but also education-based? To say, hey, how are we going to use this product? What's the best way to, to combine it with something else? This company called Bio Wellness that does seed cycling does shows them shows you how to use it as recipes. So like, hey, put this in your re- here's like 50 different recipes that you can have. We're going to send you information so that you can continue to use the product. So in any case of when you run a promotion, it has to be shown as a value-driven component and not just as a hey here. Another product because consumers see that. Consumers see that that aspect is there and they're like, is this just another promotion or is this something that actually I need to pay attention to? 100%. Lindy, anything to add
0: there?
2: I mean, LTV is a component of average order value. So, you know, being able to introduce your customers to something else in your product portfolio while also delighting them. So, adding in those gifts and samples along the way is a really great way to say, here's something to try or here's a here's a discount you're buying the dry skin cream why don't you also buy the dry skin face wash (laughs) and we'll we'll discount the package so bundling those things together and discounting the whole selection while indexing on what they chose in the first place i think another great way is to reward uh your members in the future you know, so you've had four orders with us. And after four orders, we like to give you $10 back to use in the new year. And this is something that we're seeing a lot right now from Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's kind of like, if, if you know, you love the BioSteel product. Why don't you introduce three of your family members to it? And if you spend $100 now, then in January, we're going to give you a $20 um, credit to your like health and well-being in 2024.
0: That's a great call. BioSteel, you've got to be listening to this. This is, this is free promotion. <laughs> Super cool. I, let's talk more about Black Friday Cyber Money. Like, so say you're, an, you're a brand in, in the D2C podcast audience and you've got a subscription program maybe, but you want to optimize for Q4 and driving the most LTV and subscription revenue that you can. What, what, what are you, what's your advice to brands who are looking to optimize for this year?
1: I think the first step is to make that subscription offering really enticing because there's something different when you're running a subscription brand during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, that's not running a subscription brand. And what I mean by that is that you see this big tick up and then you see this big tick down after Black Friday Cyber Monday. Everybody who's run a D2C store knows that they see that big tick up, big tick down. But when you're running a subscription-run company, you see that big tick up, but you don't see as drastic of a drop down because now you actually have gotten people to you set a new baseline for it. And we always see the brands that are truly thinking about subscription and retention being able to continue to scale that baseline so that baseline keeps growing year after year after year when they're thinking about subscriptions. So I wouldn't suggest pushing everybody to a subscription, but to make that really, really enticing. How enticing can you make it and how, how much can you think about the long-term strategy of it, meaning the LTV versus purely the average order value? Because if you can pay attention to the LTV, you get the option to say, I'm going to spend a little bit more to get that consumer to be able to buy this now, but it's going to really pay itself out in the long term.
0: Amazing. Lindy, any uh, any pro tips on uh, adding, uh, buffing subscription programs in Q4?
2: I mean, I think gifting is a great way to expand your customer base. Um, you know, like we said, you love bio-steel. I love my cachava smoothie. Um, you want to introduce your family members to these things that are really based in your value set you know, whether that's being healthy or in education or having a healthier environment, you're most likely going to introduce those to the people that you love around you. Um, and this is a great time of year to do that. And to Nurov's point, you're you're both expanding your customer base, but you are establishing that cozy cushion of recurring revenue that you're going to see next year.
0: I wanted to just ask, are there examples that you can think of brands that are only available through subscription that are doing really well? Is that, I think most options, most brands come to it, you know, with the opportunity to subscribe. They try to build the membership program, as we're saying. Do you have any examples of brands that are only available via subscription and and crushing it?
1: I see, I've seen two brands that have been really focused on that. One is a company called Trade Coffee. They only do subscriptions as a subscription box, so they're focusing on being able to sell that coffee to you as a personalized coffee journey for your home, and they're doing a really good job. Another brand that uh, we've worked with together, both Lindy and I, through Anata and Recharge, has been a company called Dry Farm Wines. They do uh, wine. They do a wine box, and you can only buy it as like a six bottles of red or six bottles of white, and sometimes they have some special holidays but it's only on a subscription basis and they I've seen immense growth from both of those brands.
0: Very cool. I see a trend in vices,
2: vices, but it's also still based in the value of health. It's very clean wine. I think dry farm wines is a really great example of, of a brand that's doing it right on all fronts. They've got sort of the testimonials of people that, um, that, People look to um, for guidance and advice. It's subscription first. They've got lots of UCG testimonials and they really work closely to, with their customers to understand where they are in their journey.
0: We spoke about this, but I just want to make sure the point's hammered home. I think like fear of subscriptions is a real thing, right? When you, when you have this idea of like, do I, am I ready to commit to, you know, to this product right away? And so what, what are some ideas or, or best ways for like quelling any sort of uh, fears of subscription when people are, are in that customer journey?
2: I mean, I think a subscription landing page that explains – that's what we call it, it – just some some content on your website that's very clear that allows the customer to link through and say, how does this work? How, how am I going to manage this in the future? And what are the benefits? And then through the customer journey, make sure that you're reminding them of why they did it and what benefits that they're getting. And then – if they do go to cancel, make sure that you are asking them why. Why are you canceling? And help to help to give them another path. Maybe it's like I'm going on vacation, or I'm going to be out of the country for a month. I just I'm not going to be able to receive this package. And just make sure that they know that they can actually pause their subscription, or skip, or even gift that subscription again to one of their friends. Um, so just make sure that they know the path. Always go back to exactly why they first joined, and make sure that we're explaining exactly how the program works. So they don't feel like they're going to be locked in and can't get out.
0: That's a great idea. The gift, the, the segmentation of someone who's maybe flagging on their subscription, like segment them out and say, Hey, this would be a great opportunity. Although I guess if they're gifting it to someone, you want them to be passionate about it if, if possible. But I was saying, if you see someone flagging, you'd say, well, now would be a good time for you to gift it. So maybe this customer might be going on the downside, but you can, you know, bring on a new customer potentially through the gift.
1: Uh, Nirav, anything, uh, anything to add there? Uh, I think think Lindy hit hit it on the head and I think the only thing I would add on to it is just the ability to cancel at any time. Just say that so clearly because it's so vital. Sometimes you just forget saying it, but being just like you say free shipping or free money back guarantee or free refunds, put that in there that you can cancel at any time so that it just reduces that feeling of like, holy crap, like you said, am I joining another subscription? But the knowing that you can actually cancel, you're not stuck to anything. It's up to you. And we give you many different ways you can cancel over text, cancel over email. Just t- give us a call. We'll help you cancel. Don't worry about that. Because you never want anyone to feel stuck. And that's that's the worst when it comes to subscription companies.
2: Yeah. And we this is a conversation we have all the time with brands. Brands do do think, you know, if we can hide it, then it's going to help us sort of retain that customer if we make it hard. But the fact of the matter is, is you're degrading trust in that case. And every touch point with a customer, even if that touch point is that they're calling you to cancel, is an opportunity to understand them better and understand what they need and continually to evolve your offering to meet what their needs are. And so that's how we encourage brands to look at it. Just make sure you're having those conversations and make sure that they can cancel, but ask them why. Why are you canceling?
0: Great advice. Uh, I feel like we're talking about the state of this evolved sense of subscriptions uh, as membership programs, but where, where is this going? Like, where, where do we see subscriptions going in the, in the next three to five years even?
1: I think, you know, the landscape is changing. Like we started at the beginning of, of this conversation around subscribe and save is just table stakes. And I think a customer signing up to become a subscriber is a, actually a true signal for customer loyalty. Brands that see and appreciate that, I think are really going to win. And I think by taking a really customer centric view and providing real values to your consumers, that's how you do it. You know, I would first things first, Eric, I would start things off by changing the word from subscribers to members. It's a simple change, but think you, you brought it up earlier. Imagine they own an NFT to your brand. What should they get for being a member? what like how can they feel a part of a vip club that you can create for them can members have a concierge think about that like subscriptions and people who are members now have a concierge that they can go to can they get special access to things that they really couldn't before that can they get treated differently online and that they get product drops and discounted pricing on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Imagine that, like, they get branded GPTs,
0: branded GPTs now that they're available to everyone. You every brand could make their branded GPT and make that part of the membership platform.
1: Yes, exactly. Think of it this way is like, who has some of the most amazing retention programs out there? One of them is American Express, and another one is Sephora. Both of them, Really, at the end of the day, just sell two things. One of them selling a credit card with an annual fee, the other one selling beauty products. So they're not doing anything different than what you might be doing or you think you are. And you could say, I'm not Amex, I'm not Sephora, but you kind of are, you have more things in common than you think. And what makes their subscriptions feel special is the amount of love and energy and value they put into each and every one of their programs. They treat customers uniquely and make them feel like they're part of a club. So I think really subscriptions have to evolve in the future into a full-fledged membership and loyalty program. And subscribing to a product is just the starting point—a starting point to real customer loyalty. I like it because from that
0: we didn't even talk about it too much. But that, the whole referral program as well—like you're 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 sort of making advocates in that situation, right? So you're creating a flywheel, which is what all e-commerce brands, all retail brands need to be creating. Uh, Lindy, any lofty predictions for the? Uh, the subscription space, like as you know, how does recharge see the, the TAM of, of subscriptions in a way that that's, that's kind of a hard question, I guess, because literally you could have, you know, I'm just, how, how would you answer that?
2: I mean, I would answer it with it's, it's consumable retail for us, right? You're, you're con you are consuming these products on a regular basis. It's part of your daily routine and any brand who is selling something that somebody is using as part of their daily routine should have a membership program. Um, So it's not about subscribing to the product. It's about that product being part of your daily routine and helping you to commit to your values and your commitment conveniently. And so I think when we think about subscriptions, it's that we as individual consumers are subscribing to that product. When in fact we should flip that on its head and say, how do these products help us uphold our values in our life, in where we put our money, in how we run our homes? And so I think the the TAM is huge, um, and we just need
0: consumable retail.
2: Consumable retail, yeah. It's pretty big. I mean, I'm a mother. I'm at home. I don't. you know, working, I don't need to run out to the supermarket. Um, So the convenience of having things delivered to me at home is one step. But two, I want to have a healthy home. I want to have a healthy life. I want my kids to be educated with really interesting products. And so anybody who can make that easy and deliver it and allow me to easily commit to that is going to be somebody that I'm going to commit to.
0: Let's just talk briefly about KPI when it comes to subscription programs. what What do you both view Nv starting with you? What do you view as like the most important KPI to be sort of tracking in, in your your data framework to make sure your subscription program is working?
1: I think there's two. Uh, everyone will say LTV, and I think that's a, it's a good measurement. It's really hard to calculate, and through the help of, of uh, software like ReCharge, you can actually start seeing LTV. So I think LTV is really, really important. But the second one I would look at is just your repeat purchase rates. How many people are actually going through and having repeat purchases or being able to have recurring revenue? Because sometimes you only see it as that, hey, they subscribed, but how many segments did they actually go through? Did they Did they actually do recurring revenue? Like, do they replenish a the second time, a third time, a fourth time? Where is that coming through? Because you're going to see so much important information in that in that segment, and you'll be able to do a lot with that. So I think two KPIs, LTV, but repeat purchase rates. Lindy, any uh, any different ones?
2: Um, I mean, I, I totally agree with those. Um, I think looking at benchmarks is really important. So being able to look at, I mean, we said earlier, don't just look to what other people are doing, but I think it's really important to understand what other brands in your category or brands who who are achieving a similar um, passion from their customer base are doing, and what are they achieving in terms of AOV and retention and purchase frequency. So, you know, having a data source where you can look across all of, those merchants um and see what others are doing kind of gives you a sense of should i should i be doing more or am i really leading the pack and then to uh, looking at product adoption it's one thing if you get somebody to adopt one of your products but what are you doing in order to introduce them to a broader range of products and you know when you have that captive audience make sure they they trust you they already know that you are the expert in the area how can you introduce them to more of your your products
0: the D2C audience loves a good benchmark report, I got to say, uh, just because it's always good to know what other people are doing. And uh, you've put one together, Nirav. Can you talk a little bit about what people... We'll, we'll have it in the show notes here. You can download and add a subscription benchmark report. What, what can people expect to find in there, Nirav?
1: You can start finding a lot of those benchmarks around... LTV, repeat purchase rates, and so much more important information about what runs in subscription programs, not just by in general, but by a few key verticals. What's happening in the home industry, what's happening in retail fashion industry, what's happening in in CPG. It's broken down in this segmented way so you can actually be able to look for your KPIs and say, am I doing well or am I not? Am I underperforming? So that's all available through the combined help with Anata and Recharge, putting this amazing report together.
0: Super cool. So that's anata.io. That's A-N-A-T-T-A dot slash subscription dash benchmark dash report. It will be linked, but I always like to say it. Uh, are, you in, are you guys interested in being uh, contacted personally? Our audience loves to reach out when they have questions. Is, is there, where should people be uh, tracking you down on the social internet?
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm available on LinkedIn um, and our website is rechargepayments.com.
0: Very cool. I think the audience, the audience probably knows that one. And then Anata.io, if you want to talk more about the future of uh, web-enabled subscription programs, this was awesome, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Eric.
2: This was fun. Thanks, Eric.
0: Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at Direct All One word, dot Co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast.